welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Haley, and our guest for today is Patrice Henry. She's an author, an entrepreneur, and a business coach who specializes in helping emerging mompreneurs achieve financial freedom through starting an online service-based business. Woo woo! She launched her coaching business in 2019 with the mission to empower and inspire mothers to build a legacy and create generational wealth. She has over five years of expertise in business operations, strategic planning, and project management. Patrice acquired her skill sets while working in diverse corporate roles. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to talk with you. I think we often forget or don't get a chance to hear enough about the struggles of being a mother and entrepreneur. So I cannot wait to speak to you. First of all, you understand my life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, you know, for the most part, when you're talking to entrepreneurs, they're like, you know, everything is fabulous. But, you know, we already know it's not like that all the time. No. Challenges that come along the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So I want to get first into your entrepreneur journey. Like what led you to want to start your business and how did you get here? How did Patrice Henry get to that place of going out there and sharing your awesomeness with everyone? So it actually so I. I actually have four children. So my youngest is one. And so when it was time to go back to work, I was really struggling with postpartum depression. And mine wasn't in the way that everyone thinks it wasn't. I was going to do something to her or I was going to do something to myself. It was more of the anxiety of me having to leave her behind. And it also was me being anxious about if I get outside someone's gonna hit us with a car or that kind of stuff and so I was calling into work all the time I was like laying in bed but I was still of course taking care of her a lot but um I think going when I went back to work just realizing how unfulfilled I was in that role and missing out on seeing her grow and so that was where I was like okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I have to figure something out. And so with her being so little, the other ones I did actually stay home with until they were about two or three. So she was the first one I actually had to go back to work after that two month part. So that's what I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) I cannot do this any longer. And then I was just looking around like, this is a dead end for me. I've kind of climbed up as much as I could in the department I was in. And 
I was like, oh, I can't do this. I'm unfulfilled. I want to spend more time with my kids. I don't want to miss out on even just events with the older children. So that's kind of what led me to wanting to do the coaching that I'm doing now. So I love that. I just love it. I mean, first of all, I, you know, I'm very transparent with my community. I deal with depression, anxiety, um, and I haven't even had a chance to even talk about what this quarantine has done to me. Okay. But when I had my first, I have two children. When I had my first, I dealt with postpartum depression. When I had my second, I had postpartum anxiety. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my goodness. And it's nothing that you can fully explain why these thoughts are coming in. There was nothing wrong with my my life. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't in any sort of danger. And yet I felt that there was always this heightened sense of either sadness with my first one or the second one was fear. I was constantly going around like that. And I and I get it and I understand. And I feel like as women, we need to talk more about that and say, hey, it's okay to be in this place of vulnerability and to seek help if you need to or to talk to someone. Right. And I love that you shared that because a lot of us have dealt with that, whether through pregnancy or just generally, generally speaking. Exactly. And then I think I actually had my older kids a little younger, so I was just going with emotions. I didn't realize I was going through that. And now that I'm older, I'm like, no, this is... (laughs) Hold on, like it kind of sticks out more to me now than it did before. So, yeah, and it was really hard for me to work full time. I just did two to three days a week. I couldn't do more than that because of we. I didn't have family nearby. All of those things were playing a role in the fact that I needed to be home. I need to be with my my kids as much as possible. And uh, unfortunately, some of us don't have that ability to make that decision. Exactly. Me too. So I'm actually in Texas and I'm from Colorado. So all of my family is in Colorado. So literally I'm in Texas. And like you said, that minimal support and I am in the, even if I did kind of have the support, I was so protective over her that it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So when you decided to make that jump, were there any type of mindset um, issues that you had to deal with? Did you have any fear? Did you feel overwhelmed? Like what, what were your feelings as you were making that transition into um, business ownership? It's funny you bring that up. So I did struggle with what they call imposter syndrome. And I started to question everything that I knew. Like I am a, a bachelor. I do have a bachelor's degree. I do have a master's degree. I do have several years of experience in everything that I put in my bio. So I started to say, well, am I an expert? Are people going to follow me? Can I do this? Like I was just questioning everything. And it basically what I had to start doing was replacing uh, the questions that I was having. Like basically they, they are negative in a sense. So I had to replace them with something positive. Like you can help somebody. You do this every day at work. I mean, so what's the difference between doing that with someone personally or helping them through their journey and then doing that at work? So basically just realizing that the skills that I did have, they are going to be useful for somebody and basically to stop being so hard on myself. 
um, in that aspect. And if people need it, they're going to come to me. And if they already have it, then of course they're going to go somewhere else. But the information that I'm providing will be for my target audience and they're going to need it. So basically just having to do that on a daily basis, like remind myself, you do have what it takes. And I started actually journaling um, affirmations and stuff like that to get my mind right, because you have to have your mind right in order to be in business and be in business for long term, because that stuff can think about just on a daily basis, how many different things happen with the kids. So I'm like, that's the unpredictable part to me. Right? <laughs> the business, you can kind of make that a little bit more predictable than it is with, oh, so-and-so sick or so-and-so has to go to the doctor or there's a dentist or this. I mean, it's just so many things. So I think, like I said, mindset definitely um, is the biggest thing. And actually in my coaching, I do focus on that, um, getting that mindset together. So. Yeah, we need it. I mean, that's why I talk so much about it more than just the strategy part, because it's strategy. Psh, that's 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 the easy part. Exactly. <laughs> it's that mindset. That mm-hmm. mindset is a doozy. And um, it's so funny. So like today I woke up, I, I was I am launching like a new webinar series. And so I shared that and I needed to get everything right. Right. Well, my daughter comes in. She's like, mommy, in the middle of me trying to like the last thing I need to just press publish. Right. Um, She came in. She's like, mommy, the dog peed on the carpet. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. And in between our my podcasting today, I'm doing hair. I'm braiding for the first time extensions. Y'all listeners for my women of color. You understand the extensions. Okay. (laughs) Looked up on YouTube, trying to figure out how to do that. I mean, like it just never ends. It's like, I have to, I had to get to a place of acceptance of understanding, like my life is not going to be like, if I'm a single person, it can work 10 hours straight. Like you've got to be flexible. Exactly. Oh, and it's a struggle though. It really is. And so even with me, I have my oldest just turned 18. And then so my youngest is one. And so I have that big old gap in between. So I have two teenagers. Yes, you look like you just graduated high school. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) That is a compliment. You are gorgeous. Thank you. And so what's funny is my son's getting ready to graduate in three weeks. So Oh, wow. What's crazy is, like I said, those different um, age groups that I have at home because all of them need something different. So, of course, little mama, she needs my time, a lot more of my time. My 10-year-old's kind of like peeking in, too, than the other two, like, they're teenagers. So they're kind of like, oh, we'll call you or see you or whatever. <laughs> so, no, I, I totally understand. And that can be difficult, too, because the, since they are in so many different age ranges, like, I'm doing different things with each one. So, oh, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So when you talk to your clients, especially the, well, there are all of them are mompreneurs. What would you say are some of like their biggest struggles when they're starting off their side hustle or business? I think that the biggest struggle is kind of what we've been talking about is that schedule and that time management. And so it's a mindset thing too. Well, I don't have time. Well, no, you have the time. You just have to figure out how to allocate that time. Even there's a thing called power hours. So you can find 15 minutes four times a day within an hour 
and you can use a, that 15 minutes to just knock out something. Now, you might not get a whole lot done, but at least you have that segmented time to get something done. That's what it's about. It's about just saying and replacing that. I don't have time to, I have time, I'm going to fit it in somewhere. And yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm seeing more of is just the scheduling and the time management part. But time blocking your schedule helps a lot um, with that part of it. So, yeah, I let's I want to talk about expectations. I like that you mentioned that because um, as you're talking about time blocking, that's the first word that came into my head. Expectations. OK. And as mothers, we've got to understand that like I mentioned before, we don't have a schedule of a single person. So we really got to focus on what and how we measure true success. True. So like, what are your thoughts about that as far as like expectations and getting, getting our mind okay with, with what we are capable of? I think even with that, it's like, this takes me back to the perfectionist thing. And I really struggle with that. I'm like, I have to do this, 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 and this, and it has to get done. And basically just having grace with yourself because we do wear so many hats. We're not just moms. We're not just mompreneurs. We're not just running a podcast. We're not just doing this or doing that. We do so many things. And so basically just stop being so hard on yourself and basically do what you can. I mean, of course, we do have things that we have to do. And this is what I say, too. You have your priorities, right? And then you have things that aren't priority. I say knock out the priorities. And also, so I've given my daughter a space in my business to actually handle smaller tasks. And so that frees up a lot of my time. And it gives her something to do. And it also creates a money opportunity for her. So basically, that's another thing. Find ways to outsource the things that you really can free off of your plate because we do have so much that we have on our plate. And so that's kind of the expectations that I set and that's kind of how I run, run my business. I love that. I love that you shared that. First of all, I have a 10-year-old and no, 11-year-old and 8-year-old, about to be 9 um, they're not quite ready yet. I put them to work like in person stuff. I can't have them doing anything online yet because they'll be. <laughs> you ever see somebody kind of like type and it's like all the letters in the keyboard? Mm-hmm. Like that's what my landing page is going to look like. Um... <laughs> you know what's funny though? My 10 year old, I told him I would hire him on my business because he's a TikTok extraordinaire. And I feel like that's something that I can learn from him. And now he knows how to edit videos and do all kind of stuff. And I'm like, I definitely need you because now I feel like when my mom would ask us to do stuff, like, come here, show me how to do this. And I'm like, mom, really? And then I think, I'm like, he's, I'm sure they're like, come on, mom, really? <laughs> but there we go, TikTok. I'm like, a lot of people are using that to blow up their business too. So I felt like that was a good way to incorporate him only being 10. So yeah, that's an excellent idea. That tickety tock, tick, tick, tock. I mean, first of all, I downloaded it like a fool and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm like, I'm officially old. Like, I'm officially too old. 
So, yeah, I that's actually a good point because my daughter, she's been playing around with like some videos on her on her laptop. And it's so funny. I actually posted in my mom group. I have a mom group in healthcare, and I posted to them a, this uh, meme that showed this mother where the daughter is walking up and saying, hey, mom, can you help me with this online class, you know, thing? And the mom is like naked. So my younger one wind up wanted to tape me as I was working out. Well, I'm heavy chested. Okay. So I'm going at it. Like it's this African dance fitness, right? Well, my nip falls out and she's recording it. And I'm like, thank the Lord. It's not live. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) And I was trying to tell her, stop the recording, stop the recording. She's like, what mom? It's like, my whole nipple came out like, hello? So they they are ready to do some things. And I love that you mentioned that. That just actually made me think about that. It has nothing to do with business, but just crazy mom life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all day, every day. All yeah. day, every day. Never a dull moment. And I think that that's kind of one of the things that keeps me going, too, is just knowing that they're watching and they really keep that motivation going. And I'm just trying to figure out ways I want them to see that when they, as they continue to grow, that they can create their own opportunities too. They don't have to be on someone else's time or someone else's schedule. They can do that kind of stuff on their own. I want them to know that younger because I know growing up, I didn't really see that. I just saw my mom working two or three jobs. I'm like, no, no, we got to do better than that. It's in our community. So, Absolutely. I grew up in a single parent household. And I, the money language was struggle. That was it. Like it was just broke, barely making it struggle. And there was a lot of mindset still, I think within myself that I'm dealing with now as a business owner, but I see the difference though in my kids already. I'm not using certain kind of language and I, it's hard. It's hard too, because, you know, we're human. And, and I love the point that you had brought out about perfectionism, you know, wanting everything perfect, everything just right. And being hard on ourselves, which is why I love, you know, that you mentioned that because if we, if we shift our mindset around our expectations, we'll have more gratitude for the growth that we've, that we've had. You know, and thinking about what you mentioned, which which is encouraging our kids. Our kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Even when you brought up money mindset, that was really powerful because um, I do talk a lot about mindset and just having that CEO mindset, but also just making sure that we have the right relationship with money. I know a lot of us that were raised in the single parent homes, we kind of are broke or live in a paycheck paycheck lifestyle of a person with money, they're mean or they're greedy or they're not good people. And that is a mindset shift that needs to happen fast because why why do you think they're greedy? Why do you think they're mean? Like what gives you that perception or why did you even think that? Why did our brain go that way in the first place? So that's kind of some of the stuff we work through in the program as well because Mm. it's it's important that especially once again, our, our community needs to know that. It's okay to have money. Yes. What's wrong with that? If you if you want money, if you need money, right? If you want a certain lifestyle, then you're then you're sinning. 
I, I'm going to have to put that out there. Like you're, yeah. you're a lover of money, you know, things nah. like that. Um, for those who have a religious base and it's demonizing when you don't want to live in sheer poverty, you know, right. that, that desire. So I think that's for the fact that you mentioned that, that's so, that's powerful too. Woo. And money is a tool. Money is a tool and it's a resource and it was, it's made for us to, to live on and to make moves with. And it's not there to worship. That's not, I don't think that that's the intention. Mm-hmm. I know for sure not for me, but just making sure my kids have that a better um, mindset as far as money goes is really important to me. So I'm just showing them it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because you have it. Because I'm telling you, when you think about some of the richest people, well, if that's how they, if they want to live a life that's not, you know, kind of how you would like to live your life, then that's fine. It's different. That doesn't mean that they're bad people necessarily, but they just manage their money differently and they see money differently. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I appreciate you um, sharing about, you know, what you take your, your clients through and get in and get into that place of making that decision um, to grow and, and grow your business and reach out to this community. What would you say is some of the good decisions that you've made? Every decision is good, actually. I don't want to take that back because, you know, there are some things that we have to learn lessons with. But what what are some things that kind of work with you with growing your community? Um, just with any community it doesn't just have to be moms, but especially for our listeners, because our listeners are beginning entrepreneurs. They're mm-hmm. ready to start their business or their year one through five. What's what's aided you and helped you with growing um, a community that that trust you and and um, listen to you? and seek your your advice. <laughs> I think that the main thing that I get a lot of love on, especially like on my social media and when I'm out, is just how positive and inspiring I am. I'm like, let's go do this. I'm doing it. I'm ready to take you guys with me. Let's go. We need to create this generational wealth. We need to build these legacies. Let's go. And so that's what I get a lot of compliments on as far as me just being out there empowering and inspiring. And I think that that's important. I think that's what a true leader does. Um, They empower people and they bring them along too. And I just want to see other moms win because why not? I mean, it's there. We we need to make this happen. I also want to create that next uh, generation of of go-getters too. So. Yes, absolutely. You know, there, there's been a huge rise. I feel I've been reading stuff about women entrepreneurs, but especially black women. I want to kind of talk about that, you know, because I feel that we want more and we don't want to wait because there's some, you know, unspoken things that have happened in corporate and other things like that. So um, what word of advice would you give even for our entrepreneurs out there that may be dealing with the complexities of gender, but also have to consider, you know, some of the things that, that the mindset things that may feel like may hold them back a little bit with venturing out into entrepreneurship. I know for me, and I'll explain more, um, I have been in the healthcare industry, predominantly white female around 50 years of age or so 50 
you know, 40. That's normally around the age group that I've been in. And I used to feel so worried. Because sometimes I would come in and I would speak and I'll be the only person. And um, I would worry, like, would my words be enough? You know, can they really hear me? And I think, you know, um, it's hard to deal with. That's a challenging thing to deal with. And I, I'm curious to know how, if you've ever dealt with that, how you work through that. I don't know if that could, you know, help inspire the other listeners that may deal with those same issues. Sure. So I've definitely dealt with that. And so what happens with me in the workplace is not only am I kind of, so I'm the hardest worker in there, no doubt. Right. But I have, people don't like me, whether it's other black women and then, you know, other nationalities or races, they don't respect it either. And so I'm dealing with kind of, it seems like double. And so honestly, what I would say to anybody coming up is get out there and create your own lane. And we're seeing this every day. We're seeing the Cardi B. I mean, when I saw her on Love and Hip Hop, I mean, but she has a fan base that's loyal to her and that's going to rock with her. That's true. And that's all that this is about. Finding a base that's going to rock with you. You can sell hair. You can sell lashes. You can sell coaching services. You can sell anything, clothing. And people, if you, people are going to be loyal to you. They really will. Don't let yourself get in your own way, pretty much. Because think about even the businesses that we work for. At some point, they weren't <laughs> as big as they are now. I was working with a big insurance company. That insurance company didn't start out big. I mean, of course, it expanded over time, but people became loyal to that brand. You know what I'm saying? So basically, build up that brand, start reaching out to people, start getting to know people, start networking. And I mean, this can be done anywhere, church, the grocery store. I mean, (laughs) you know, social media now, social media is a big thing. So I'm like, you're really in your own way if you're not out here getting getting it because people somebody's going to relate to you out there that's so true you know what i'm saying you got people that relate to michelle obama you have people who who are loving megan the stallion you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. think about how different those two think about it two completely different things but people love them both so much and so basically that's get out there and do the same thing It's, it's it's not hard we we're in our own way and we make it hard and like even when I first got into it I'm like well remember I talked about imposter syndrome I'm like oh no 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 I have a lot of people on my page that tell me every day how much I inspire them and I'm like at first I was like wait I mean I put it out there to inspire but I didn't know people were actually going to be inspired (laughs) so (laughs) that's crazy right no no just believe in yourself enough and Sometimes you're the only person that's going to believe in yourself and you really have to show up. And I'm so competitive. I'm like, I'm going to show everybody how much I believe in myself. So <laughs> just get out there and do it. I just know that I have little eyes looking at me. So that really makes me continue to do it day after day and just yes. pick myself up and do it. Absolutely. All right. This is my last question to you. Now, if we were go to go back to the first week or the first day, of you being an entrepreneur, 
what's one word of advice you would give yourself? Basically to pace myself and not try to get everything done in one day and make sure that it's the most perfect product. So pace myself and realize that everything doesn't, everything does not happen overnight. So. Yep, absolutely. Because listen, you go down that rabbit hole, you will never come back up to breathe. <laughs> exactly. And I was drowning. I was drowning for like the first <laughs> few months because I was so trying to be perfect and trying to get everything done and trying to hurry up and get everything out there. And I'm like, you didn't help anyone and you didn't help yourself. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So please let the listeners know where they can find you. All of it. Website, social media, everything. Okay, so my website is patricehenry.com. My Instagram is official Patrice Henry, and so is my Facebook as well. Um, those are primarily um, the ways to find me. And I'm definitely looking forward to connecting and and meeting some of you guys for sure. So. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm so appreciative for you um, being on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.